Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. Welcome to Kick. Today we have the legend himself. Left Rack's finest, and one of the subjects of the upcoming Doc Point Guides on Showtime, July 29th, my brother, Kenny Anderson. What's up, OG? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Man, I can't complain, man. You know, I'm living, and that's enough for me. Yep, that's a blessing, man. That's a blessing. I'm really excited about this documentary because, you know, you showcase New York hoops at its apex that I think, like, can you talk about the basketball landscape as it was um, during the 1980s here in, in the city? Oh, man, it was some great ball players. Uh, you know, I, I say when I went to high school at Archbishop Malloy, um, you know, some of the names, Malik Sealy, he's at Talent Time. Uh, Audrey, uh, Red Audrey, he's uh, coaching now at Syracuse. Uh, Corey Allen, they, they, these, are, these are players that I played against uh, and they played all at Riverside. I played with the Gauchos. It was this great competition everywhere. Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, uh, Bronx, everywhere, man. It was, it was, it was uh, every summer. It was games everywhere. Boys of yesteryear, citywide, Elm Corps. We, we had like three, four games a day. You know, that's how we played and we enjoyed it. Man, that's crazy. Like, like I think I'll file, I, um, I think that I will have to file for disability if I have like four games a day. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what we did. It was like it was like a walk in the park, four games a day. You didn't want to come out. You played. It was uh, it was uh, it was my safe haven, playing mm -hmm. basketball, coming from where I came from and how I came up. Um, you just really, you know, didn't know. You know, my family. My family was crazy. Just it was just a it was just a great uh, thrill for me to be out in the park all day watching these great players. Now, before me, uh, I watched Kenny Smith, Rod Strickland, Mark Jackson, Pearl Washington. You know, in New York, Kenny Patterson, Boo Harvey. These are these are God man it goes on and on. Kenny Hutchinson. These are great guards, all in New York, and I watched them growing up, and I had dreams. I had dreams. I said, one day I want to be like those guys. So it was just a me growing up in, in, in that world was just awesome. You know, you mentioned like who being um, a safe haven for you. And like, yeah. you play like in the city, you know, um, 
during the crack era? Like, um, what was yes. clean like for you during that era? What was that? I could. What was that? What What was Queens like for you, like oh. during that oh, time? Oh, Queens was crazy. The crack era it was very dangerous. Number one, but you know I could play basketball, so everybody watched me. You know, everybody. It was like, yo, don't do this, don't do that. So it was, it was something that um, I, I was able to conquer and get out of. It. And I went to Archbishop Malloy, um, Catholic school down Queens Boulevard in Kew Gardens. So when I got in there. It was just, I stayed at my high school from from 7.30 in the morning to 9 at night. I just used to go home and go to sleep. i do my homework, my study in the library, and then we had practice. For four years, I did that. Uh, it was um, it was just joy. I just loved playing the game of basketball. And I loved being at Archbishop Malloy High School. It taught me not so much. I was already talented, but it taught me, you know, a way of life a different way of life. The players today, they have like the power of YouTube and Instagram, yeah. like make a name for themselves. But like during the eighties, like you guys had to make a name for yourself, basically using like word of mouth. Like you talk about like how difficult it was to like build a resume without um, the use of social media. It wasn't it was difficult for, it wasn't difficult for me because, you know, we had the, we, it was the, the, the pen and the paper. The paper was big, you know, the News Daily News, uh, Newsday, New York Times, The Post. I, I ran those papers, man. I was in those papers every day. It was just amazing. We had all the pro teams, the Knicks, the Nets, the Islanders, the Rangers, uh, uh, the Jets, the Giants. But it was always Kenny Anderson, you know, and I, I wasn't getting paid for it. I was just playing the game that I love, basketball. I was in covers of, uh, everywhere the covers of new york newsday new, new, uh, news uh i was i was just everywhere man so it, it was just a great experience for me um at 15 years old you know getting all that attention i had to learn how to deal with it and, and i was able to do i was able to do it do that because i had a great mentor in vincent smith i had a great coach jack curry uh pierre turner all all these all these men helped me did having, you know, all that press attached to you at such a young age, um, like, how did you handle having all that pressure? Because I know some people, if they had the pressure that you had, you know, they would basically crack. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I had a great mentor, Vincent Smith, my high school coach, Jack Karen, Pierre Turner, uh, Howie Lawrence, who paid my high school tuition, he, he passed away. He coached the girls team. Uh, for many years, girls, he was really into them. And uh, he said I had to keep a B average. So, you know, I had to do that at, at Malloy. I had good role models that looked after me. And I had to pay attention. And I did. I, I paid attention to uh, what they was telling me, how I could make it. And all I wanted to do was take care of my mother. And, um, you know, and my mentor, Vincent, I remember him saying, hey, just go to school, get good education, and play basketball. You can do it. You'll be able to take care of your mother, and boom, you know, it, it, it was there. It happened. When did you officially arrive as a basketball player, you know, coming up on the, um, on the um, basketball circuit? Like, when did you officially, you know, get the crown? Uh, about about, fi about fi 15 years old. My freshman year in high school, I won the city championship. 
played Talentine High School, I think 1986. That's when I arrived, and I knew it. You know, I got MVP, and I only played three quarters. I never started. And my coach said, you will never, well, you made the varsity team as a freshman, but you cannot start because we have a senior ahead of you that's Greg Tracy, who's, who, who, who I got a lot of love for, uh, looking for college. He might you know, want to go somewhere. We're trying to get him a, a look. So I was a, a freshman. He was a senior. And it was just a great, we had a great team at Archbishop Malloy my freshman year. Uh, and I played on varsity. And that's boom. Sky's the limit after that. What was it like um, after you got the number one ranking, you know, like, um, what was it like playing with that target on your back from other guards that was kind of like coming? It, it, it really didn't matter to me because where I came from, New York, you know, um, playing in the summer leagues and playing against great competition. I just never thought that when I went somewhere else that guys was better than the guys I grew up with playing against. So it was just like, oh, let, let me just go out there and do and do and play the way I play and I'll be fine. And that's what that's what it that's what it was. The whole high school career, college career. That's just my confidence level was so high. And like you also played like for gauchos, like when yeah. AU was at his height back in the day. Um, what was yeah. it like playing for gauchos during that? Oh, go gauchos was awesome competition. We played it's Riverside Church, uh, the Broncos, things of that nature. But, you know, it, it was just awesome. You know, I played with uh, Jamal Mashburn on my team, Conrad McCray, Andre McCullough. Uh, yo, I had a, a, a good, a young, a, a good guard, Yoda, played in the It was just awesome, man. I remember some of them. Carlton Hines passed away many years ago. Was blessing. You know, played with us, the Gauchos. It was just Great competition. Do you think um, that the that that rivalry between Riverside and Gauchos can like ever get back to the way it was? No, I just think basketball is a lot different, especially the city game. You know, there's a lot of kids doing other things. They 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 they're not which they're not doing schoolwork. Number one, they you know they they moving out of city, going to uh um uh what's that charter schools and things of that nature. Um, just it's just it's just different. The game is different, and the city game is different. What do you think it will take for players to um like kind of stay home like like you did for your high school career? Because like I'm trying to think like I don't even remember like like the last like highly talented prospect that stayed in the city to play ball. I'm not sure. It's really tough to stay at home. But some of these some of these young men is just fortunate. They live with their mothers. Um, they're not as fortunate. They're not, they don't have good um, uh, role models in their lives. So they, they look to go elsewhere to, to better themselves. And I think that's, that's, that's the best thing you can do under the circumstances of New York. And then, then you got to look at the high schools. Uh, are there, are, are there so many good high schools in the city now? I'm not sure, you know, the, the academics of where it lies for your future. And it, and it says a lot. How about for college too? Because like I think you know, if programs like St. John's, if they got like a like a guy like Rick Pitino to coach, I think a lot of guys. Would, would yeah, help. yeah. You know, Rick Pitino is now an eye owner, but you know he's doing a great job. He's a great coach. Uh, 
you know, I don't know. I needed to get out of the city. So that's why one of the reasons I went to Georgia Tech. Uh, it's just, it's different, you know, different mindsets of kids, young kids. You got to have that mind. I had a good mindset because I had great mentors talking to me and, and, and practicing and working on my game, my craft. A lot of kids doing other things, don't want to work on their craft, want to play video games, want to do drugs, smoking a lot, doing things like that. You can't do that to be one of the best athletes in the world. You just can't do it. And I think that's what kind of separates guys that I grew up watching back in the 90s. Yes. They stayed home, but they were grounded into the game. Like, which era of basketball do you think holds the most weight? Like yours back in the late 80s? I, I would say, you 90s. know, late 80s, 90s. I think when it got into the 2000s, this, it just was a little chaos, you know. But I think the 80s, 90s, was good, straight, good basketball. But I know in the 80s, before me, you know, I went to school in 86, 85, 86, my freshman year of high school. New York, 84, with all the guards in New York, it was awesome before me, with Boo Harvey, uh, uh, Kenny Patterson, Kenny Smith, Rod Strickland, Pearl Washington, Kenny Smith. That's a great era of basketball in New York. Kenny Hutchinson, it was just awesome basketball. I remember the report on New York guards was like, we can, um, was that we can dribble, but we can't yeah. shoot. <laughs> um, yeah. like, about like the evolution of the yeah. New York point guard from like the 80s and 90s to now, especially with the rise of um, Steph Curry and his influence yeah. on the game. Yeah, they said that we could dribble. We, we, we keep our ball handling skills, you know, tight, tight, you know what I'm saying? But we couldn't shoot. I was a shooter. I, I could shoot mid-range, mid-range game. And so that's what I worked on it. But I worked on it because my mentor, Vincent Smith, because I looked at Kenny Smith, because he could shoot He could shoot Rod Strickland with the ball handling skills and the trick shots. Mark Jackson, the passing ability. Uh, Boo Harvey, just, you know, just the, 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 the wizard. He was like the wizard with the basketball. So I, I, I watched those guys. And, um, you know, I was able to pick up on some things and boom, there was my game. Do you think it's kind of weird, like, seeing, like, current New York guards, like, taking, like, half-court, like, three-point shots now? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but that's the name of the game. Like you said, Steph Curry changed the game up. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a jump shooting game in the league. The lanes is wide open. You know, if you can shoot the ball extremely well, you're, you're in business. But, you know, that's a craft you, that you got to work on, you know. It's, it's different errors, and you got to accept it. 80, 90, 2000, it's different errors, different type of players. And, um, you know, that's that's what it's about. I went to Dykeman open a night a couple nights ago. And yeah. Uh, that's all you see, side step three, step back, <laughs> um, drive, kick out three. Yeah. Like, she was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy, you know, and, I, and I, I'm big. I'm, I coach now at Fish University. I'm big. If you can shoot the three, shoot the three. But you just can't be out there just whack, just shooting balls up and you can't shoot the three. That's where I get kind of, I'm kind of disturbed by that because everything is shoot. Now, if you can go to the basket, get two, get two. And, and we got to play the other end. We got to play defense. How about the mid-range? Because I think that's a Mid-range is awesome. 
it takes it takes some toll. That's what I got on my mind. The mid range game took it took a it took it took some toll off my body when I started hitting the mid range because I didn't have to penetrate you know so much. I come off the pick and roll, guys fall back, boom, you hit the jumper. So it was it was great. It was great. All right. So kind of going back to the doc, like for the people on the outside looking in, like what can they learn about New York City basketball? from this documentary? Well, oh, I, I think you can learn a lot. Like I was saying, different errors, uh, how our ball handling was like totally, it was, it was crazy. Our ball handling skills was crazy. And then, you know, the evolution of the shooting, you look at some of the guards that could shoot, some of the guards that could dribble, some of the guys, you could see the love of a game from point guards that grew up in New York City. We love the game of, of basketball. And some. We just would play, man. We just play all in, in parks, uh, recreation, everything. Just it, it was it was a way of life growing up in New York, just playing ball. You know, I kind of like that that the doc kind of highlights, you know, the best city players. Yeah, and it's basically giving you guys your flowers while you're still here. Um, yeah. Like, who's on your Mount Rushmore of New York City hoops? For me, you know, mine's mine's including I'm sharing. Sham God, Skip, yourself, um, Stefan, and Omar Cook. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. My, mine, and I, I give four of them. Those, the, the four guys I always talk about, uh, Pearl Washington, uh, Mark Jackson, and Kenny Smith, and Rod Strickland. Those, I, I, those are my guys. Those are guys I picked up on in my game, and my game was ever, ever – just rise to another level when I picked up all the things that those guys was doing on the basketball court. You know, is there a basketball story that you want to see told that that hasn't like kind of been told to the masses yet? Because I think, you know, a story about Lloyd Daniels would be pretty dope. Have Who? you played with him? Lloyd Daniels. Yeah, Lloyd Daniels is an awesome player. I played, I played, I saw him play. It's just amazing. He's he was an amazing player. He was just an awesome player. He was he done everything I did, but he was six eight. So you know, there you have it. He was just a great player. Okay, like he was kind of like Ben Simmons before Ben Simmons. Yes, uh, Ben Simmons, the one that got the one that got shot in in, in Chicago. That's nah, Ben Wilson. Yeah, ben yeah, Simmons. I wouldn't say Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, great defender, but he couldn't shoot offensively. He wasn't as strong as Lloyd Daniels. Lloyd Daniels with the ball handle, the same, but he could shoot the ball, man. And that was that's what separated him. He was he was a killer. Hey man, this sounds like he would fit in with today's game. Oh, he was easy, easy. He was a great player, man. He he he. he, he I think. He was like after Magic Johnson. He was like a Magic Johnson, but with a jumper. <laughs> and, and, and you know what's crazy to me? Like, he still played at a high level with the monkey on his back. If he played with a clear, with, with a clear mind, like, I think yeah, like he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, no, yeah, this is this is great. He, he played with – he got shot. This guy almost got killed. And he made it to the NBA. It's an amazing story. Amazing. Floyd Daniels was just an awesome player. He's just awesome. He was in my era. He was just an awesome player. You know, um, Jose 
Alvarado from the Pelicans, you know, is our latest point guard to play in the NBA. Yes. And and he kind of followed in your steps and went to Georgia Tech. Like, what do you think about this overall game? Oh, he's a he's a hard nosed player. Plays great defense, offensively sets people up. Could play for for the NBA, and I'm glad he made it. You know, because the knock on him was probably his height. But his fierce competitiveness is his gritty play coming from New York, man, silence everybody with it. And that's what he's doing. And that's why he's still he signed the contract for the New Orleans Pelicans. He's just a great player. You know, I kind of wanted the Knicks to kind of pick him up. Yeah. After, after last summer. But, but you know them. They, they, they always got to do the opposite. Uh, yeah, I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm a Net fan. So I'm glad they didn't pick him up. <laughs> hey, man, like every time the Nets and the Celtics play, like who are you root for? I don't watch the game. Oh, you don't have to watch? I don't watch the game. I just see the score. Damn. That's real talk. I don't watch it. How about like um like Nets and Blazers or, or Celtics? I don't watch them teams. Like teams that I give love to that I – Really, and I, those were three teams that I gave love to because New Jersey Nets, Boston Celtics, Portland Trailblazers. That's all my basically my career. I played like basically 13 years with those three teams. So I don't like you know watching the two teams that I played, three teams I played with play against each other. So I just see the score and things. Like I I love the idea that my my old team Portland Trailblazers, Chauncey Billups is coaching them now. They had a rough season last year. But they'll come back. Uh, Boston had a great. I went to Boston, uh, the, the, the 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 championship against Golden State. I was there game six when we lost. And the Brooklyn Nets, they got to make some some changes, and we'll see how they'll do with with, with the trade with uh, Kevin Durant or, or you know Kyrie Irving wants to leave. Both of them wants to leave, so we'll have to see. I'm not sure, but I love those three organizations. They gave me so much love. If you're Brooklyn, like, would you just just tell KD and Kyrie, you know, you're, you're playing this season, whether you like it or not, and just hope and win a title, and, like, hopefully that can change your mind? I'm not sure because the business is so fickle nowadays. But I would say that that might have been a that, – that, that, we're going to have to see. But that might be something in the works because if they don't have a good trade for both of those players, I wouldn't trade them. You know, I wouldn't trade them if they don't have a good one, a future, a future, and, and trading those because you got the best player, if not the best player in the league, Kevin Durant, and he wants to trade. So you got to trade for almost equal value, and you got one of the best point guards in the league, Kyrie. Irving. He has one more year, so he could play his year out. So that's a that's a real interesting um, scenario. And I don't know, like. If if they try and trade KD, like they're not going to get equal value for him because like yeah. nobody's going to, because like nobody's going to give up if for somebody you know that's on the wrong side of thirty four. I mean that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a that's a tough situation to be in, and I'm not sure which way I'll go with that. It's something you they're they're in the mix right now, so we'll have to wait and see. I kind of want to see Kyrie go to Dallas and, and play with Luka. Dallas would be great. Dallas would be great. play with Kid. He's a great point guard. Uh, Luka's there. 
that that'll be a great situation. You know, I was I was watching the Mavericks this postseason run, and like I remember thinking to myself, "Man, Luca kind of reminds me of you when you played at at Georgia Tech a little." Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I guess so. But he's bigger. He's bigger than I was. But you know, I had that freedom. Like like he, they give him freedom to shoot, penetrate, do, do whatever. And that's what it. That's what it takes. You have a great coach. Coach know your talent. He know what you what how to how to bring it out of you. And I think Jay Z came out playing the lead all those years and playing in tough competition and winning and being one of the t- top guards ever. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. And he gives that to Luca. And I, I think they're they're right there too. But I, I, I and they're missing some pieces. And now with their money situation over Dallas, I'm not sure if they could ever get there. Yeah, and I think point guards, they make the best coaches because, you know, they're basically an extension of coaching when they're on the floor anyway. Yes, definitely, definitely do. We, we're, we're extension to the uh, coach on the floor. We're definitely, uh, we, see what's, we see what's going on with the whole team. Mm-hmm. Like, if you didn't play point guard, do you, like, do you think that that you would be coaching right now? Like, say, I'm not, a, a yeah, I, yeah, I'll probably be coaching because I'm doing this mainly because my uh, my high school coach did it. And uh, I, I just want to help. I just want to help others, you know, get to the get to the place that I maybe that I went to or I'm at Fish University now to NAI, NAI small school. I just want to get my team um, to understand anything is possible. Just go out there, work extremely hard. You graduate, you get a good degree, and then you might can go overseas and play. But for now, I want to, to, to put things in there, in their Rolodex, the memory Rolodex, that, hey, I could, I could still, you know, make it. It might not be in the NBA, but maybe overseas and play the right way and, and, and get things accomplished, you know. And that's all I'm trying to teach these young men that I'm coaching. And I love the college game. You know, and I see a lot of um, guys going that route. You, you got yourself at Fisk. I seen the other day, D. Brown. Um, he's coaching. I forgot where he's coaching at. It just left my mind. Yeah. Rod Strickland just got the LIU job. That's, yep. that's, a, that's a great job for him. Um, so we, we got, and I, and I love it because yeah, we got to teach these young men. You know the guys that made it, like we did. We can teach them. We can give some 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 positive feedback to these young men academically, how how it was school wise, basketball wise, and it can help them. It can help them with their with their lives in general. Do any of your former players like like kind of? I mean, not former. Um, do any of, of your current players um, kind of like try you? No, nah, I, I didn't know. I, I I shoot them out. You know, we play horse and things of that nature. I can't play no one on ones. But we, I tell them we could play one on one with three dribbles. You know, three dribbles you use. That's that's competitive. Or or we could play horse. Hey man, that that shot is the last thing to go. So yeah, yeah, I can shoot. I ain't gonna worry about that. You know, I, I could be, I could be slow. I, I I still got the handle. My handle just slower though. I my 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 eye hand coordination ain't going nowhere. 
I, I remember when Chris Mullen was coaching at St. John's. Um, yeah. I did an interview with him and like we kind of got into like the friendly horse game. I'm like, damn, I was in the center like early. Yeah, no, he he's like, one of the best shooters ever. He shoot the lights out the ball. I figured, you know, if I get at least two in, I'll, I think I could take on my old. Like, dude ain't missing out once. Yeah, he, he's a great shooter. Hell of a shooter, man. All right, yeah. so um, do you have any upcoming projects or anything that you're working on? Uh, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm going to Vegas. The HBCU is, came in with the NBA. When I got two of my seniors going to be involved in the games. It's like a showcase. So uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be coaching out, out there. So it's going to be scouts. So I'm help, hoping they get picked up go to go somewhere to play overseas. Be awesome for them. All right, bro. Thanks again for everything. All right, my man.